time to start the day. <laughs> it's Friday. Uh, it's time for API storytelling hour. Uh, that little intro always makes me smile. I don't know if I'm going to be able to get rid of it. It makes me chuckle for some reason. Um, yes, it's Friday, and we're it's my favorite day of the week, uh, right before the weekend. And I get to hang out with my friends and talk about whatever we like. So let me, without hesitation, let me bring in Aiden. What's up? Hey, Ken. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I'm no complaints this week. I'm in a pretty decent mood. How about awesome. you? I ran my first track race in like many years since college this week, and I am hooked on it again. So it felt pretty fun. Good. Good. That's a healthy, gets you away from the computer and gets your brain going. So uh, uh, cut out for a second. What are we talking um, about? Sorry, I had an internet. Internet. It's back now. Um, today, you got a special guest. Uh, they go by just a single letter, uh, as all of our favorite people do. We got Zeon, uh, who's the founder and CTO at Superface AI, a very cool startup. Uh, he used to help companies build the best APIs when he was at Good API in Apery. And he's the author of our favorite, I think the show's favorite API specification, API Blueprint, Mr. Z. Yeah. Yes, let's get him in here. Hello. 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 Good morning, everybody. How how are you guys doing? Doing very good. You got you to get in the center of the camera. The, yeah, the screen. I, I, I realize. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> very cool. See, see, what is this uh, big face you have behind you? Because it's giving you like the oh, yellow Oh, yeah, that's, that's just, you know, to make me prettier. Let me, let me adjust it. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's of course the the legendary Fallout Fallout boy. Yeah, nice. Um, well, welcome, welcome to our API chit chat hour. Uh, oh, thanks for having me. Kind of just, yeah. Um, I mean, uh, Aiden brought you on, but you and I have been hanging out for many years, talking in various parts of the world, and you're one of those people I. Uh, miss hanging out with and drinking beers with and talking uh, about API, whatever. And so I'm 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 happy to have you here. Yeah, likewise. It's a, it has been a long journey. Uh, as, as far as I can remember, it was in Detroit, Restfest, many 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 years ago. I don't I don't know what year was it. Twelve, maybe thirteen, fourteen, yeah, something like that. that. With Steven Klubnik and the usual the usual names. Some of them are no longer following the API development, but still good. Yeah, the, good the great uh, hypermedia API wars. Those oh, yeah. were the days of the. Exactly. That was that was Kevin Kevin Swiber uh, of uh, of uh, Siren, <laughs> for those yeah. of you who know what I'm talking about, versus uh, Mike Kelly of HAL, right? <laughs> so yep. those were and those Mike were the days. and Mike Amundsen and. Uh, man, I'm, I'm forgetting the other names, but there was uh, <laughs> a, a, couple, a couple other personalities on there. Yeah, yep. I'm going to have to dig back through and uh, I have those videos of those conversations as well. So so what what are you up to these days? Like I, I follow your blog and your Twitter, your writing and, and what you're doing on Twitter and some of your talks, but give yeah. the audience an overview of what you're doing these days. 
Yeah, I'm still, I'm still, you know, stuck with APIs <laughs> from one way or another. <laughs> and uh, I guess I, I like it. And I, I still feel like there is something that needs to happen and it didn't happen. Some, some, some sort of like, you know, unfinished, unfinished uh, business we had there back, back 2012 when we started APRA. And uh, I'm still trying to chase some dreams because I, I think the way we are doing it is probably not, you know, the right way, or maybe it is the right way in a, at the given moment in the time, but uh, it's not the way that it should be in the future with all the AI stuff and, and you know, who, who knows what will uh, wait for us. So I'm trying to, you know, steer us towards going into directions of, uh, of autonomous distributed systems and, and uh, thus solving some of the problems of the APIs. How, how would you talk about some of those initial problems that that you started with so long ago that aren't really, I think the audience, um, like we can all think of a lot of different things that sort of we'd like to improve in the space. So I'm kind of curious what to you stands out as the biggest issues we need to look at. Oh, there, there, there are so many, there are so many. And, and uh, after APRA, so with APRA, and I was actually thinking before this, this, uh, this, uh, uh, you know, this, this talk of ours, uh, API blueprint and back then what, what was called Swagger uh, started to solve basically one simple thing and it was API documentation. You know, everything else was then added or we can mock from it, we can, uh, you know, do testing with it, we can do contract driven, we can do all that stuff. That, that, that was just like added on later on these formats, right? But the original pain, the biggest pain that, that started this uh, revolution in API tools or whatnot was really, oh, I have developed an API. It's a good thing. I want to share with it somebody, but I'm so lazy to write the documentation. <laughs> so that's where we saw the, the swagger and, and, uh, and then API blueprint, right? To, to, to help facilitate API documentation things. So th that was the historically first problem. I mean, <laughs> you know, when with commoditizing APIs and, and promoting APIs and then everything else just followed. And uh, I think API documentation is still one of the one of the problems today. You know, it, it like <laughs> we've been working so many years on that and, and still people kind of don't like to write the documentation. Companies need to spend a lot of money, build the bespoke developer portals, uh, you know, even figure out how to do it. Then, you know, nobody likes to read it. Nobody likes to write it <laughs> yet. It's needed. So that's like the, you know, still, still un unsolved uh, situation. And to me, I think you still should have two machines at the end of the day talking to each other. And this human oriented documentation is really <laughs> just for the operators to connect these two machines. Right. So does it need mm -hmm. to be there? Yeah. That's a, it's like an interesting way of thinking about it. Like the operator has to write the documentation for another human operator to read. And then they use that to connect the, the two autonomous things together. Yeah. That's, that's where we are. <laughs> and then it just works until the human again updates and breaks something. Exactly. And then he has to interface with the other human again and fix the thing. And then, then we're good for a little while again. Yeah. yeah. So did we misname API documentation? Is it just instructions for humans to make the systems talk to each other? Like yes. it almost, we're almost just attributing too much to the API when we, when we call it that. <laughs> it is. And that's when you think about it, that's when you need to have also a good API design. Like most of the, 
uh, I was just uh, reading Matthew's uh, API notes. Uh, here's this nice uh, uh, picture there <laughs> of like, uh, you know, a bad API design and these things around it, trying to solve it. Uh, so like, most of the good API design is considered for for people, you know, getting a grasp on the API and being able to use the API. Of course, it has some technical implementation. I mean, implications like how like per well performant or scalable or how many calls or whatever you can do with it. But that's always secondary. I think the API design today is mostly about making it in a way so people can actually use it really quick. Than any any other any other reasons, right? Or also, um, you know, switch between APIs. What you know, what I associate with with you and with, with what you and Jacob did with with Apiary is, you know, I felt I felt pretty strongly that API Blueprint was the better of the formats, um, it, but not just because of the, the specification itself. It was because of the editor and the tooling, and then I credit you two with really setting in motion the the design first collaborative api approach you you, you apiary set that into motion now it's took it on a life of its own like everything else we got to be careful of that we we unleash into the api space but you you two are to blame we can say you, you're responsible for this great motion or you're to blame for it we can go either <laughs> route but uh um that was the important part is that i felt in the in the apiary studio to, to collaborate and work with people as part of that design process to reduce friction and reduce the challenges in those two humans working together to make things happen. And, and API blueprint was a, was a great way to collaborate and, and, and iterate and find velocity in that process with people working together. That was, the, that was, I would say the, the thing that I remember the most. Yeah, I, I would agree. Looking back, I would agree with you. Uh, this, 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 this all this, you know, the concept of oh, the API design, treat API, you know, as a product, design it first for, for, you know, the, the sake of the product, but also your product users. Uh, these were some, some, some thoughts that we were pioneering. And then obviously there come the, 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 the enterprise sellable features which were like uh, you know design governance like okay if you have a lot of apis in the company you probably want them to look alike because of you know so many reasons and and then there were these other additional things and, and spin-offs and of course internal catalogs which we are now still seeing companies today you know selling it and building products around developer hubs or however you want to call it internal internal portals or you know catalogs of, of APIs. So then then it spawned this. But I don't think we solve it. <laughs> you know, that's that's my <laughs> that's my so, hunch. So here. Here, so here my call before this, well I had an hour break, but at my one before this was Matthew Reinbold. You mentioned Matthew and in yes. his net API notes. And Mike Ralphson, who's technical TDC or TSC on the open API specification. We have 200,000 open API definitions. And Matthew wants to be able to go, how do people paginate? And so I know Aiden's uh, ears are going to perk up on this. He wants to ask questions of this corpus of data. And so, and then I, I have a bunch of questions I want to ask. How do, how do people use headers? How do people use, you know, I have a bunch of different questions. 
And so we're like, okay, let's let's do an API first, design first API on top of this these two hundred thousand APIs that are in a database. So, and and I'm probably gonna get in trouble because Postman. So you saying we haven't gotten here yet? So I open up Postman in the Postman editor, and I'm go, okay, it's blank, it's empty. What are we gonna do? How are we gonna ask these questions of of these 200,000 open APIs. And we fumbled around for like an hour and a half. Like we never, we didn't get anything, you know, anything designed or developed or anything like that. And basically <laughs> kind of going, well, let's all go back to our corners and just do it. And then we'll com come back and, and we'll talk about it together. And so I would say not only have we not fixed it, like we're going backwards, I feel like in, in a certain degree. <laughs> <laughs> so you are bringing you know you are opening some old paints <laughs> in me like uh this was uh something i was really you know unhappy about and back then like again this we are talking about eight years ago in apra if also loads of you know blueprints and later on uh, open api specs and i was like we can do so much with this data right we can we can say, hey, you know, like you want the pagination, you don't need to reinvent it again. Like here is like 90% of API or whatever. Yeah. Something is using this kind of pagination or that kind of, you know, create user, even going into more more semantic, uh, meaningful things, not just, you know, technicalities. But even like you want to create a user, hey, this is like how majority of APIs are creating user or whatever. Like, like why are you designing APIs or, or the URLs over and over again, JSON payloads, links, whatever it is, right? It's like bike shitting, bike shitting all over the place. <laughs> and it's increasing the surface area for more bike shedding. Yes, because then you need to do documentation for it, right? <laughs> over and yeah. over and over again. Every time somebody comes with a new idea how to uh, log in or do endpoint for creating a user, then that means a new documentation, right? Yeah. I thought it was interesting um, how you started with documentation and how the whole industry started with documentation. Because I think I think even like one layer above that is this experience it's exposing a need to allow two people to collaborate with each other. There's, uh, you know, you're creating the documentation for this consumer because you want them to be able to use something you built. And um, I think one of the most interesting things about sort of what you've been working on at Superface is it, it feels like tools for a long time have been kind of segregated with like consumer API tools over here and like producer API tools over here. And it feels like Superface is trying to maybe look at it as a unified thing between both sides of the relationship. Because that, that this is like this is this is like massive chasm in between these two parties. Like every every since back the day back back in the days, we were mostly the providers, backend guys, the API guys, those gods who will, will you know give you the API, you consumer, you client developer or front end developer, and and uh, you are listening to us. Like these are the methods, these are the payloads, this is the documentation. You are at our mercy, right? And that was for a long time like that. And I think, you know, one of the big success of the GraphQL or reason for the big success was like the pushback from the consumers, like, <laughs> yeah, we don't want to be in your mercy, you know, at your, in your hands. Uh, we want to just like what we want, you know, we like whatever, right? So there are these two, these two parties, like in the chasm between them. And 
first like we were pressing them then they were pressing they are we you know pressing us and then that that's where we ended like you know the misunderstanding and then you still and this if if the situation is like this you will never solve versioning you will never solve mm -hmm. you know these f fundamental problems like in in hypermedia world clients and and servers have to work together in certain way in order to not break right this is why web is working worldwide web but but we are two camps <laughs> barely talking to each other <laughs> if something then one camp is throwing stuff at the other camp like here is you know here is our graphql service and good luck your endpoints being fried down with a stupid query right and or the other way around so like like it's clear that these something needs to happen here right And yeah, I, I can see him. I uh, know. Uh, just so I, I was, I thought I had an interesting framing for that problem, and then you just like blew my mind with that. Um, because yeah, all the things people don't like about GraphQL, like all the complaints you see on Hacker News threads that go forty messages deep, are talking about how you can abuse the server side of the relationship. And then now that I'm thinking about it, all the things people get upset with the rest side is because like the consumers don't have the control or can change without them knowing about it and like all those kinds of things. And this framing of sort of like the God on either side, like that's not what anyone wants. So like, what's the middle way? Like this is this is a really cool framing to, to work from. Yeah, other other risk of that obviously will please nobody. <laughs> we are going to give it a shot with the superface and just trying to find a way where, you know, actually, you know, both parties can the, actually the most of the touch points, they don't need to be there. So obviously one of them is the documentation, but they don't need to be there. Like you, what you want to do for an available distributed system is to limit the number of touch points, right? And then only have a very little, as, as little footprint as possible that somehow needs to be communicated and shared and, and kept uh, in sync, right? And and right now we have a, a whole lot going on, documentations and and I don't know what, like tests, keys, develop accesses, whatever, uh, to to uh, you know to basically make the connection possible. Now we want to reduce this and and you know negotiate that that those parts. So these parties don't even need to talk to to each other, basically to connect their systems and get the, what they want. Right. So on one hand, you can think about it as a software engineering and, and some computer theory. But at the end of the day, the APIs are just, you know, social, social creations and are about these two camps and how they how they interact and how they connect. It's just the people game. It's just the people, you know, <laughs> working together on the back end or the front end and trying to find ways of brokering those relationships and what people want to accomplish. So like that's. So how do you feel about that in the automation of, of this is, I mean, it seems like we need to acknowledge that the humans aren't going away. They're not going to, we're not going to replace them out of this equation. But if we're smarter about acknowledging what humans are good at and what humans are not good at, we could get better at creating, you know, minimal touch points, but like keep the humans out of there to a certain degree and, automate as much as of, of what we can but be honest about all right what can't we and what where do we need the humans to be be in there mucking around absolutely absolutely there 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 will be there will be humans then there should be humans you know <laughs> writing the software and connecting the software but they they don't need to you know read 
JSON schemas in order to turn them into other JSON schemas and and you know do all this kind of sort of stuff. And and uh, I like with any other automation, like the early seven four seven airplanes, the the jumbos, they had uh, two flight engineers on deck, right? And then and they were like, you know, the craft was flying. They were doing, you know. I don't know what were they doing, like shuffling the, the yeah. gasoline from left to right, whatever they were doing, right? And then eliminated to automation the need for one of them. And then today there are no like flight engineers on deck. Uh, so, and the, the crest still can fly and the people will get to from A to B or whatever, right? So these engineers can do better things than just, you know, watching the gadgets and, and trying to, you know, do some something that can be automated. So that's that's I guess the story with the human automation. And obviously things people are thinking about losing their jobs or, or to automations in general. But I, I see like this is like this is more important, especially in programming. We need more software than ever to what is happening. Mm-hmm. You know, we need more connections, we need more digital connection, more businesses will be selling digitally more and more. And these people that we should not be using human power to just, you know, doing this, like reading JSON schemas and, and, and you know, doing that kind of silly work. Yeah, the so the documentation clearly is is just for humans. Uh, but it, you know, I, one of the one of the points that I'm always trying to write on and I, I, I question whether I'm, I'm right or not on this is that the swagger, the API blueprint, the open API behind that documentation, it's it's about how do we bridge and get to where we need to be and get all these people to to the future. And and the fact that it went from, you know, human creatable the documentation was made by humans in a wiki or whatever. And the fact that it went machine 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 readable, but we're still powering the human documentation. But we had this machine readable. It felt like we were making steps towards that that automation and squeezing humans out of it to a certain degree. That we still need the documentation. But here in 2021, after a decade of of believing this, I'm like, I'm not so sure. Uh, <laughs> I have a clear opinion on this. I I don't think this will work for, and, and I, I don't think this is a way the this, these formats for future for a long term future. They are suppressing the syndromes, but not really curing the thing. Right? Mm-hmm. They are making lives without with with the documentation, with mocking, with testing, whatever easier. But they are not solving the fundamental problem, and those, that's being these humans <laughs> reading this instruction and connecting the the you know. The, the machines, the softwares together. So as such, I think we need a, 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 a different approach. We need a different sort of metadata being shared uh, at the runtime. And uh, the critical thing here is at the runtime, not at the design time. So there will be some metadata available at the design time, but there must be now metadata about APIs shared at the runtime that will help you know, this autonomy uh, that will help softwares to go out and seek and connect. And these formats, they could have been used at the runtime. I did a lot of research, like actually it doesn't matter whether Blueprint or Swagger or OpenAPI or RAML or whatever, that, that, that's not the point, really. <laughs> the concept of, of having some uh, uh, some description format for API, we did a lot of researches back then how 
how those could be leveraged at the runtime to to you know solve some of the problems, but in their current shapes and form, that that is not possible. Yeah, the the smarter the 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 two participants in this, the server and the client are, the more um, so the more flexible system is and the more discoverable it is in a lot of ways. So I think um, ideas were like in the right direction. I'm curious kind of how you see um, what, what you kind of see as that, or, or maybe this is a good time to sort of tell us in the audience a little bit more about what Superface is actually trying to build. Yeah, I mean, just to touch a little bit on hypermedia, I, I think it, and I, I love that idea so much and I, I really wanted it to succeed, but I, I kind of, you know, <laughs> gave up on, on 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 thinking or trying that, that the hypermedia would be would be the thing uh even in all the all, all the attempts with uh json ld and i think some semantics into it uh i i, I just think it's way too complex and and uh, you would need a, a, a super you know discipline and understanding of all that to to make it work so uh we need something somewhat more simpler <laughs> and that's what uh, what Superface is trying to be, really. Just provide uh, metadata about about APIs and share them at the runtime. What what am I looking at? Yeah, oh, that's sorry. A, that's a long long time ago. What is the? Oh, that's 2014. <laughs> yeah. So this is. Oh wow! Uh, oh wow! Oh my! So oh no! Speaking oh. of hypermedia. Oh, okay, so are. this is this is that panel he was talking about. So, Kevin, uh, Stephen Klabnik. Um, there's Kevin. Oh um, wow! Me. That's crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> Sorry, didn't mean to interrupt you, but yeah. No, I, mean, so, I, just, I think you, you did a good thing here. Hypermedia. That that uh, panel right there was all the hypermedia providers trying to figure this out, like in a time. And so, you know, my my I've watched several times over and over the right solution not win. And I'm fascinated by our obsession with like doing this right and doing this well in such an imperfect world. And so I've got maybe and maybe I'm just totally jaded now but like i just don't believe there's a right solution i don't believe that there's there's one way to do it and there's always going to be multiple ways that 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 we're going to do it, and it's always going to be a mess but maybe i'm just messed up at this point i think you are 100 percent right and uh and uh, but we need to we need to be you know aspiring to something we need to be trying I mean, not to find the right solution in the sake of all oh, this will rule, rule, rule and all or anything, but that that aspiration need it needs to be here. If if it won't be here, it will be like okay, there's no right solution. I just you know <laughs> do do whatever everybody is doing, then we will not get anywhere, right? So so there is some 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 hope, <laughs> if you will, uh, that you need to have to to or or foolishness in some sense yeah. Yeah. that you need to have. Like we were promising with APRA that we will solve your API documentation. That was a promise. People were so desperate with API documenting their APIs that they rather learn API blueprint, <laughs> you know, than, than writing the documentation by themselves. This is, this is how, you know, what was the situation? And did we like really, 
help them. Like, yes, we, I think, improved something, but, but really they still have to do a lot of work on to get it to a good documentation. So, but the, 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 and, and this gave us all what we have now. So the, this hope and this, 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 you know, uh, a, a, a quest for truth or whatever, you know, the right way has to be there. Even yes, these ways are never right and no, never perfect. Definitely. So here I am on, 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 on my, on my quest to, to find a way how to connect these things autonomously without as little intervention or with as little intervention as needed. So, so connecting the dots between the, the design time and the runtime world with the example that I gave earlier, because this is relevant in my, my day. So I'm, I'm pulling 200,000 open APIs so that I can provide templates or, or little bits that people can reuse at design time. So my, you know, my, frustration with discovery api discovery is you know programmable web started in 2005 and and we've had uh all these years of api discovery existing and we've never solved that one and and i believe it's for the wrong we have the wrong reasons of why we're trying to find an api i think that's the root of it but so i'm trying to get to you know i have all these open apis i was like oh i'll make a search engine on them so people can find apis nah, nobody's you Google for that. You Google for an API. We don't, you know, but I want to be able to ask these design time questions to re potentially reduce redundancy at, at runtime. I want people to go, oh, I'm I'm building a healthcare API. Oh, fire specification. Oh, drag drop, digital health record. Oh, I don't even have to do any design. <laughs> Boom, API launched. I'm good to go. Or at the very least, oh, I'm like you said, I'm building a user. Oh, I just drag and drop a user over why would i reinvent the wheel it, you know users have been made over and over and over all the way down to pagination and and the specific yeah so that at at, at design at runtime there's less patterns out there because i feel like that's where we're amplifying it is that people sit down i i have a need i have a need i need this i need a user for my app i need an image uh you know for my for my app Oh, I don't have the time. Oh, there's no tools to go find it. Oh, I'm just going to make it. And then boom, at runtime, now we've got, you know, 383,000 image APIs and 420,000 user APIs at runtime. And so I feel like these are connected at the hip. There's a relationship here as far as how the mess is. And, and we've got to come up with a tooling for people to go, oh, I, you know, and, and, it's not schema.org. I mean, I wish it was, you know, JSON LD. Like, we need people to just be able to say, oh, I just want that. Give me that. And then, ha and then have the database and have it scale and do everything and then have the API. But I don't know. I don't know. I just had a point I, and I lost it. I 100% agree again with you, except for one thing. And that's you say API. And I think you as a consumer, you don't care about an API. You care about the capability, the stuff you want to do. So what you said, minus the API, so image API or payment API or whatever, yeah. right? You want to do yeah. payment. You want to, you know, I don't know, understand the image. You want to do this and that. Mm -hmm. And that yeah. that's the actually answer how to solve this. And that's also the answer what I think is wrong with the current formats because you have these things mangled together. You have like, what do you want to do mangled with a technical implementation of, of, uh, 
of uh, of how some engineer decided to design it yeah. or implement it. If you look at a simple no. thing as a GitHub API, they have a, actually two APIs, GraphQL and REST, for the same thing. The capability would mm -hmm. be give me a repository or pull requests open, right? And then yeah. the only secondary, do you want to use REST or GraphQL or whatever kind of API to it, right? Mm. But you care about give me the open pull request on a repo or stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. I, I really. I really think uh, there's something like very interesting about that point of view in the GitHub example. One of the things I've been frustrated about with software for a long time, and when I was working on my like GitHub Copilot competitor years ago, um, all the user <laughs> oh, interviews <wow>. I did, <laughs> all the user interviews I did, it was before it, but uh, it was basically similar kinds of ideas. Um, but uh, but one of the things that was sort of an interesting value proposition that I heard engineers talking about all the time was like I can import you know, code that will like do this one thing for me, like parse this date, but I can't import a user system and I can't import like a credit card processing system. And I can't import the forgot password, which is actually like a complicated thing to build with a lot of rules. Um, and I think that like this idea of like capabilities is actually really, um, really liberating when you think about designing a system, because if you can make all these things modular, you can pull them together the way you want to. So like, it makes sense we have a payment API, but like, it'd be really great if there's a way I could just like do forgot password or do something um, more application centric that I wouldn't, you know, a whole company built around. But all those capabilities are like what these big companies have all over the place encoded in APIs, but also like not written down as an independent thing. Like you say, it is very coupled today. So there's just this, this general principle, I think that like we kind of are, are missing in the whole industry across APIs and code. Like, how do we share these capabilities? And I think, you know, we, we, and, and we as engineers or technical people, we are like kind of <laughs> blocked or squared by this, this term of APIs or bundling an API. <laughs> Whereas th that's just a technical mean how to, you know, actually do it, transfer the capabilities. And we should not be designing it. Like you have a business, the business of some products, right? Or services, whatever. And they <laughs> they bundle them based on whatever the business think it's good for bundling or you know putting their products on their shelves or you know however they advertise them not on the some technical <laughs> technical is like API or whether it can fit in one track or <laughs> you know whatever. So we are now trying kind of to to impose this product thinking and and on, on on a technical term on the technical vehicle being the API. And I think we need to decouple these two. And one, the moment we do it, uh, that will be a very liberating, and B, it enables us like you know very new new approaches. Well, and I I totally agree with you on the weren't focused on the API. So as I see my the evolution of my career started with well database, but we won't talk about that. That but in two thousand it started talking about well, service-oriented architecture, but the application programming interface, where around 2008, it became API, and it's abstracting away. And I've long argued that, you know, APIs are about applications, but not in the sense of mobile or web application, application in the sense of applying. I want to apply something. I want to, I, I want, this is an application I'm interested in doing. And I, I, I want to say we talked about this last week, Aiden, but I... I'm on this damn Zoom thing so much. No, I could be wrong. Um, is and what you were just saying, Z, is the conversation I was having with the the two PayPal gentlemen who 
did this RFC, this item potency RFC header, that's uh, item potency key header that is uh, goes in the headers and makes it so that you know this this endpoint, uh, whether it's item potent or not. And and then when it comes down to it, the actual mean thing we mean is we want the thing that doesn't charge your credit card twice. So it's like us technical folks talk about headers and RFCs and and item potency and all these things that no one's going to, you know, like I'm talking about this to my wife. She's like, what? And I'm like, oh, the thing that makes it so your credit card doesn't charge twice. And so what you're saying is we need to be taught. We need to be using that language. Right. That's the applicant. That's how we that's the applying of the thing. And that's actually a third group of people, the business people, and that's a third or you know second chasm actually, or or third if you you know do it between the back end and, and consumers. We're we're in hyper we're in hyperspace. There's four dimensions. Like yeah, like whatever dim dimensions, right? But no, my point here is so what can what you are talking about is like talking to business like oh you need to explain the API to business person and and that they now selling their products to whatever is called API and then you need to start like mapping you know to their language so you have now a chasm between the the backend and and, and consumers and then now here these business people there is like chasms 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 yeah. and <laughs> and they are talking all about some api stuff and you know item potency and jasons and whatever and <laughs> that's that's like this is how the world works though this is language and power to a certain degree um i'm reading a book right now or uh listening to it actually um called braiding sweetgrass and it's about native americans in the united states mm -hmm. and it talks about how words and phrases mean different things and one of the things she talks about is is the phrase indian giver is which is pretty racist to begin with but mm -hmm. is like so how what does that mean and it's a miscommunication between front end and back end client server whatever is when they give you something they expect it to be giving back because it's not a transactional thing it, it, it when an indian a native american gave you something it was with the expectation that that would be given back because there's a mm -hmm. cycle there but white people europeans who came over were like oh you're giving me something thanks sweet <laughs> and then when you wanted it back it's like whoa what's wrong with you like you know and so these these the semantics of these of these meanings and what things mean as, and that's where the bridges and the divides comes is you have front end and back end developers, but then you got the business people who are putting things into their tiers and access tiers and product, you know, and then you have the end users who's like, I just don't want my credit card to be charged twice. I don't care what mm -hmm. business tier or access tier or the back end. And so it really comes down to that. We are all just using different words and phrases and we've got a, uh, I guess we've got a, I don't know, maybe there's not a solution. And that's that's all right, but there has to be you know a way to map in between those boundaries, like going back to this domain-driven design and you know this 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 ideas of bounded context. So and 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 this goes back to like when we started this discussion today about some problems with the API. I did a after API, I did like four something years of consulting for some of the largest companies here in Europe, like uh, you know Deutsche Post, DHL, the entire group, Adidas, the, the shoemaker. Inditex, which is the mother company of Zara and other brands, and you know, so like, and Volkswagen Group, and you know, these are like massive companies, and the problems with APIs are the same. You know it firsthand. It doesn't matter what domain, what industry you are in, but uh, one 
ancient problem there is this data modeling this canonical mm. data model this this notion of oh we all in this massive organization we will all have one canonical model we are all call the, the one thing the same label <laughs> every single that never worked never happened i mean there were attempts <laughs> very painful attempts very big and very expensive departments trying to to achieve it and this is this is actually you know apis are just like sort of getting the fallout out of this and and getting the inheriting the problems of these attempts of these large corporations trying to have a canonical data model and trying to make everybody speak the same lingo and it, it actually never worked so this is this is also another problem going to documentation if you will but yeah the, the semantics of the company semantics of the organization how teams talk, talk to each other like very basic things not really even related to to uh, a software technology that needs to be solved and addressed in the first place yeah i remember i was reading um like a book about uh linguistics a while ago i can't recall but if i do i'll, I'll get it added to the description um but they were talking about how like in different uh parts of human life like like sailors have all their own kind of words that like evolved over the centuries and people in different kinds of factories had their same words evolve um there's like lingo in teaching there's lingo in all these different domains of life and it's not because these are different like subcultures it's because um as you get deeper into something you need more words to describe it and i feel like all of our businesses that we're building today that are using information technology domain around them like we need all this vocabulary and it is like a linguistical problem that you're almost like why are we trying to solve it with technology like why aren't we starting at the top and working down and maybe that's back to that original sin maybe we should be going like top down instead of bottoms up maybe they let us off the leash too early or something like that <laughs> But but this is a double-edged sword, and 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 companies are very often, and companies, I mean API providers here, are very much using this as their point of defense, like trying to develop a different lingo, trying to maybe add some additional features or some niche terms or whatever, because they have more, they have better terms than other companies that is doing exactly the same. But you know, doesn't doesn't have this whatever word I will be uh, I would say right so they are trying to lock you providers and they they willingly are doing it especially in the more commoditized market uh, like sending the text messages or sending email over API there are so many providers that can do it now yet we only know three right those with the best marketing and the Google search optimization but I guarantee you that there are, you know, others that are can can deliver, fulfill the basic capability in the same way, or even better and cheaper and faster and whatnot. But you will never learn about them because they are on the page six of a Google search. So back to our discovery, there is no competition possible in that market on the price, on the quality of service, because you know the Google search optimization. <laughs> <laughs> and this is all now. So now when you do the API, when you deliver API, you also and you want to be publicly successful, providing you are not in a niche market, then you also need to be very good at the developer marketing and try and the Google search optimization in order to get, you know, your consumers. And then you are trying to log them with your lingo and with your little you know details. But then that's JSON LD. Like so how you optimize for the Google search is JSON LD and using schema.org 
And that's how you provide that context. So maybe the linked data RDF folks were right, you know, all along. You know, they were like, I remember them in 2008, 2010, before the hypermedia wave started. They're like, no, you're doing it all wrong. You're doing it wrong. This is the right way. And I'd be like, well, here's this whole world over here, rest and hypermedia. And they're like, well, we're just going to stay over here and do and, and semantically get all this correct. And define it all out. So maybe, you know, maybe we got to go back to those folks and see how they're doing. Uh, again, I, I think that's too complex and <laughs> it will not fly. But now you remember, you know, you, what, you, what you reminded me, the projects are not do, right? And Ted Nelson. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And yeah. exactly in what you said, the right technology will probably not win. <laughs> yeah. No, agreed. So there's there's a whole laying along the edge of the highway the you know the technology highway there's all these projects and that's how i feel about apiary like i'm like i was i'm sure i'm preaching the choir like I'm sure you were pretty depressed at, at that things didn't work out and and, and it and, and didn't fix things but i was pissed like i was genuinely pissed <laughs> i even emailed jacob i don't think i emailed you but i emailed jacob to tell him i was pissed and i knew it wasn't his fault but this is kind of how i roll <laughs> And and you guys did great, but I was just pissed that one blueprint didn't win against Swagger because Swagger was was shit compared to Blueprint. And then just the whole design first and like, hey, kumbaya, everyone, hey, let's get in a, a it was the best tooling to come together and figure out the semantics of this, figure out the models. It had the hypermedia, which that's always pissed me off because Tony was like, hypermedia is dumb. Tony Tam, who created Swagger, sorry, not to uh he, you know, he's like, hypermedia is dumb and it's not the answer. We're not going to do it. And they're, now they're putting it into open API and making it happen. I know, I know. Just, <laughs> F, just FYI. So like I was, there was all these things, but it's like, I've gotten to the point now in my career where I, I'm like, oh, the best thing's not going to win. And the, there is no right thing out there, but I'm with you on that. We got to keep trying and we got to keep having hope and I'll keep doing that. But we just got to find, like, if you think about like urban dictionary and slang and the English language and, you know, um, how we've just got to have mechanisms for rolling with it going forward. And there's always going to be these power centers, whether they're professional power centers, youth, um, regional that have their own dialects and their own domains. There's going to be formal domains, but power within those work, you got to know the acronyms if you're going to work in the U.S. government. You know, that was the, the hardest yeah. thing for me to work in government is learning those. So we've got to just build automated systems that roll with that and evolve with that and identify exactly. slang and patterns and trends and, and then pick those up and automate around those, I guess. I don't know. I had a point and I lost it again. Damn it. The APIs are the frontiers and it's all right. Like we should actually design for this, this diversity, you know, not trying to force some common model like schema.org to everybody. We should embrace the diversity, we should accept it, and we should design our systems around that. Not having one developer portal within massive organization that will say, everything will call the tracking number, uh, tracking number, not not like, you know, there's there are so many names for tracking numbers, by the way, in logistics that, you know, <laughs> you are just like, okay, <laughs> how difficult could it, like, like how difficult could this be, right? I I, I was I was hired to, uh, to uh, harmonize or create one unified API for uh, tracking, like parcel tracking. Like how difficult this could be? You give it a, a tracking number and you say where it is, right? 
oh, we were doing it for two years, <laughs> you know, and, and uh, it, it was hard because there were so many different systems calling things differently, but yet we manage it. It's possible. The APIs are the frontier, frontiers. They need to advertise what language they speak, and then there need to be some sort of mapping between the languages. But we cannot keep the central data model and impose it on everybody who wants to use our system. There needs to be a discovery. There needs to be some shared understanding and how to, you know, transfer those boundaries but that's that's we need to design our systems for that and so far we are not doing it yeah one of the interesting api projects i worked on was the oxford english dictionary api and i went to oxford and talked to the whole team that manages the oxford english dictionary as well as the api on top of it and then they walked me through it was, it was a full day session and they walked me through the history of how the dictionary so how they started this one guy would walk around the united kingdom with little slips of paper from different communities of words that people were saying and he would put them in his little bag and then he would make a list and then he would track how many times it's used in this place in this place and he would track the spread of it and then all the way to now like how they do that and then how they manage the mapping between different languages and the meaning and so I feel like we need to go back to these folks and have them manage a portion of, of this for us or something like that. Yes, but there is a risk of it, you know, reaching to these very smart folks and trying to, I mean, yes, we need to learn from that and we totally should listen to them. But uh, I think that's why we ended up with uh, RDS and you know Jason LDs and all that stuff. <laughs> so and the wet and the Western, you know, the the Western world view of language. I think there's a reason why English is the leading language, and it's not because it's the best language. It's not the the best format. I think it's because of other other business and political forces. Yeah. We'll just leave it at that. Yeah. So 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 that actually. Um... There's a there's a point about the like the best technology doesn't always win that I think is um is sort of mind blowing that someone left in my head and I haven't been able to get out of it for a while, but I was like why doesn't the best technology win and so I was like well take the word technology out of that question and I was like oh that's why because I was looking at it through the frame of the technology and there's all of these other forces and I think we just have to be open about those other forces and I think the best sort of innovations are able to you know, some there's there's things that just sort of ride with the current, and then we end up with the same old problems, but amplified or slightly better. And we're we're two problems. Like I think that our software isn't predictable. Um, whereas um, you know, we can if we can ride with the the sort of current of the developer, but also get this principle thing in there too, and find a way to ride that wave, we can actually like make the best or the more best thing win and i think those are just like choices but when someone someone said this to me like a year ago and it's been like stuck in my head since then that's a, that's a cool point it's not about you know it's not always or only about the technology it's really the time the place the other constraints the economy the you know what, what whatever pandemic is going on or, or, or all these things combined together so was api blueprint better than swagger back then yes maybe it was but was it like considering all that 
people actually wanted to generate more from the code than designing it first back then uh, and you know taking all this into account and then maybe no yes <laughs> yes it was mm -hmm. like in, in the technological aspect maybe yes it was better but maybe not in the you know overall package what was going on in with the with the api world and with development at the time and i think the best uh, best summary of this is the general magic movie right uh, I, I believe you you've seen that one uh the story of of uh you know basically somebody coming with iphone many years before before the iphone and why it yeah. didn't fly yeah. it's it's that <laughs> yeah no and it brings it back to storytelling for me like it really comes down to who's got the best story and who's got the, the ability to tell that story in a, in a simple way that resonates with folks and then amplifies and and, and puts it out there and so, you know, the Amazon story, myth story, which is now super old, you know, that had powerful effects. And we know their APIs suck. You know, the, the design of their APIs, you know, just RPC copied and pasted, but they work. And, you know, my S3 API, I have not replaced that library since 2009 or 10. You know, that's it's been operating and functioning. And so it shows how... The, te the right technical or the best technical doesn't win. And that business is is what gets you there. But then I would ultimately say it'll only get you so far because the politics of all of this are going to, you know, Amazon's politics aren't aren't playing out the best right now when it comes to maintaining that, you know, that that their APIs are a standard because, you know, S3 just works and we're just going to emulate and replicate that. Um, so there's there's much more to it than the technical. The business is is definitely huge. I I love the part about storytelling. That's that that's so so much truth. Like there is actually a story about every successful technology. <laughs> you know, like the story around GraphQL, right? Mm -hmm. It's it's a myth, maybe it is not. Of course, there is a story like why it happened, like why people were oppressed by evil bacon people and <laughs> you know, and try to do stuff. And so there is a story that that's that's getting people excited. That's getting that's getting people, you know, getting them on board. And uh, that's that's maybe, you know, actually the answer. So they develop the story and, and and a lot of companies and I'm sure like some marketing experts uh, know this better than I do, but many successful companies across different industries are very much using the storytelling, uh, you know, to to be successful. And so you identify yourself with 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 whatever they are talking about and then you are just buying. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's what it's all about. The 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 GraphQL, I wouldn't say it's it's got several compelling stories that have made it, you know, one taking on rest, like rest sucks, <clears throat> you should do something better. Um, but then there's the actual technical merit. It actually is has a lot of benefits to people, but that power story, putting power, I'm just trying to build really cool reactive apps, man. Like get out of my way, let me do it. You know, let me be me and do what I do best. Stop, stop limiting. Um, what I'm trying to do. And so it's got a very, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm, you know, and so that's the power of storytelling, but then it's got to have that longevity, which I feel GraphQL does um, technically, but it's got a, that story as it reaches the wider and wider audience, it's, it's got to, it's got to resonate and, and be resistant to the next wave of stories, you know, that GRPC or 
event driven you know event driven you know is way cool like you just wait for things to happen you don't even have to go build them and request them you know you don't even have to build a query it just comes to you when things happen you know and so like you know being resistant to the next wave of stories that coming along is going to be the difficult part for graphql so yeah I totally um, agree so we're we're approaching the time i, I always hate this because i'm always like we should just go longer. We should just talk more. But uh, I'm learning that doesn't always make sense, even yes. though I do like to talk APIs. But um, so what's next for you, uh, Z? What's what's you just got off a little bit of vacation? Are you more? Vacation oh, yeah. Time? I, I just I just I just finished a little vacation. And now we need to, you know, go out with a with a super face story, the story, story of how I see, you know, software connecting autonomously going out, finding out this, the other, you know, the providers of the capabilities you want to use without without the need for operators. You will just program the machine to do what you want to do and not, not you know, <laughs> sending JSONs around or, or figuring out technical details. So sending, you know, sharing this story, showing how it can be done, that it can be actually very easy and, and actually can, you know, give us the room to do finally something that matters because a lot of projects today are just suffering through you know integrations api integrations they want to oh i want to do this new thing in hospitality or i want to you know i have this idea about this and that and they find out that they need to spend days and weeks and months and years with integrating all the you know crazy systems they actually need to get in there so that's that's a I think like right now one of the biggest hurdles in in, uh, in innovation. So yeah, well, that's, going out that's, and that, that's the biggest barrier I see to the API economy, or, or we'll lose the API. The economy um, mm -hmm. is is us in the API space. Like, well, you know, it's gone mainstream now. APIs are mainstream. Every company needs to be doing APIs and wearing APIs doing apis i'm like yes great we're one like as api evangelists this is what i want right everyone wait no i actually don't want my printer becoming an api specialist i want them printing no i don't want my restaurant to become my italian restaurant to become a, a an api you know i want people doing what they do best and then the rest just works so work on that story and 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 i again i think this is actually coming from you from many years ago when you were talking about this digital wholesale presence with APIs, like a long, 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 long time ago. And it's still, you know, there was still like, uh, when the web was a new thing, worldwide web was a new thing, people were like, or businesses were like, oh, should my business have a web page? Should I hire this webmaster yeah. to, you know, <laughs> to do, like, nobody's asking this question today, right? And I think you were saying this like, not a year ago, but five, six years ago, that like this question yeah. today comes to API, and obviously the answer is yes, you should have the API. Now it was accelerated with whatever was happening, right? But how do we navigate in in in, in all this world where every business will have an API to their digital, you know, or digitally available capabilities of those businesses, right? Like what this will happen. I mean, it, it will eventually no. happen. I'm, I mean, but how we will navigate right. it, how we will survive that, how we will connect all these, how we will get these out. You know, you, you yeah, can no, have my, a... My, I was going to say, my daughter wanted a website, you know, and I've been I've had her domain since she was born, and I'm like, I'm going to teach you web design, and you're going to learn to build websites. 
taught her WordPress, taught her handcrafting, taught her GitHub pages, all these. And she's like, I don't give a shit, dad. I just want a website. <laughs> and she went and found her own software SaaS service where she's like, I want a photo album. I have a photo album. I can upload photos. I want a place I can write and journal. Oh, I can journal. I don't care about web design, dad. And so that's what I'm, I'm hopeful for Superface is people. I just, I want to do what we do. And then I want my data syndicated and my content syndicated. I want it in my partner stuff. All of it just work. Oh, you know, that would be my dream. Like having a farmer who wants to sell a milk digitally, not on the web page, but like having an API that somebody can, yeah. oh, I'm looking for a milk in this location. Oh, I have it. You know, deal, bring it. And, and, and like imagine today what this farmer would have to do. You know, that's just ridiculous. <laughs> Amen. Don't well, don't trust people who I just say well, last comment. Don't trust people yeah. whose title ends in master. It just never it never goes well. <laughs> exactly. I agree with that. I agree with that one. Um well I look forward to that those stories. I look forward to continue helping you um well consuming them, but helping talk about them. Um and because I, I believe in the superface vision. I'm just not sure how we're going to get there. You know, that's what I, and I, so I look forward to helping you, you know, figure out this storytelling. Cause I don't think it'll be one story. I think it'll be oh, no. it, many stories. There's so. a whole new world. <laughs> Thank you. We'll get there. Well, I, I, I trust you. I, I trust you as someone been telling stories about what you build and what you do for a number of years. I'm, I'm looking forward to what, you know, what you I have. Appreciate, cooking, so. appreciate it very much. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks so much for coming on and uh, come back when you're ready with a demo. We'd love to do it on oh, air. Totally. Oh, it's it's coming this this autumn for sure. <laughs> awesome. Okay. Thank you, gentlemen. Be safe. Thank you, Z. Go have that beer. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. See, see bye you bye. Later, Z. Thank you, everybody. Bye. Uh, I I do adore Z. Like his brain, like. There's been a few times that like sitting around the world that I've just gotten in really deep conversations with him. And then some of his talks, that's why I had to dig up that photo on that talk from uh, from Detroit. That was an interesting. You guys time. all look so, so all... young. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that. But yeah, I was it was a different time, different world for sure. Um, but it's interesting to rekindle it because the whole hypermedia thing, the linked data stuff, all of that's super fascinating. I don't. Uh, spend enough time thinking about that. And I did a lot of contemplating back then about linked data, hypermedia, what's the future, how's this going to work? And it's very reminiscent of right now with REST versus GraphQL versus event-driven. So like, I'm curious to be having these conversations with, with y'all in, in 10, 15 years again and seeing where we're at. <laughs> well, last week we were talking about... Um you know, how it might not be called the API lifecycle anymore. And I think Z's mm -hmm. word capability might be something we need to think about next time. Yeah, no capability. I'm big on capability. I like resource. The old word resources still works, not in, in the strictest Rastafarian sense. I like capability because it's, it's, um, we, we all want to be capable. We want, you know, a, 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 buffet of capabilities for our organization to do what we do. Um, and then I've sparked some interesting discussions internally at Postman 
with your story and evidence. There are a lot of people mm. are really latching on to evidence. So I think we're going to have to have some more conversations about, uh, you know, evidence driven life cycles and how uh, and why that matters, because I think that speaks to the velocity that we either want or desire or we can't help it. We're move, all moving fast and 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 you've got to you got to have evidence of why this matters and why this is happening to 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 move forward. So anyways. Awesome. Well, I'm glad to hear the word was useful and looking at us. All righty. Well, um, enjoy your weekend, sir. It's good to see you. you. Yeah, you too, Ken. Thanks so much. This has been really fun the last couple of weeks. And I'll uh, see you next week too. Yep. We'll be talking. I got some more other API lifecycle stuff I want to talk to you about. So have a good cool. weekend. All right. See you later, Ken. Cheers. All right. Another one. Uh, it's always interesting to uh, kind of think through this with Z, especially because he's been at it for a long time. I love finding these folks who um, are still trying to crack this one and figure it out and uh, and eager to find those solutions. It helps me be not not as jaded and, and uh, gives me more hope that we're we're going to move this ship forward. So anyways, um, and again, it's all about the storytelling, huh? All righty. I'm going to shut it down. See y'all next time. It's story time. Time to start the day.